one two one two what's up everyone you are now tuned into on no loops this is episode seven yeah yay uh, i'm marcus i'm gene uh thank you to and shout out to everyone who's listened thus far we're gonna try to keep making episodes <laughs> check out our uh youtube channel where there will be right now i have the last episode of rap city and there will be more videos added in the future and 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 when can they find this channel can they find it now or they like can find right, it right now, now? Okay. right now right, if you right if now. you go to youtube just do a search for on no loops and you'll see our channel again there's only one video right now <laughs> but um just put that one on replay <laughs> yeah exactly sure um so what are we doing today, Gene? We are talking about 2017 so far. So I know it's, uh, as we record this, only the end of February, but there have been a lot of releases so far. There um, have been many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful uh, thing in this day and age where you can pretty much record an album anywhere, anytime. <laughs> You know, from any area and loop some people in if you want as well from other areas. But there have been a bunch of albums that have come out within uh, the first couple months of this beautiful year. And we want to talk about them, uh, or at least a selection, uh, a large selection of them. So, yes. so yeah, let's, let's, let's get into that so uh, you can hear our thoughts on some of the albums. And if you've heard of some of these albums before... You get to trade thoughts with us, and uh, of course you can discuss this with us on hashtag OhNoLoops on uh, Twitter. If you haven't heard of any of these albums before, check them out and then discuss it with us. So, yeah. so let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we're going to go in order of release date. So on January 6th, we have the uh, album by Substantial who's a rapper from the uh, DMV area. Uh, the album is called The Past Is Always Present in the Future, which is, it's a title. So, <laughs> I like this album a lot. It's, it's a very, the production is very soulful in a way that I feel like rap production isn't that soulful anymore. Okay. And I don't mean soulful in like the Kanye West chipmunk samples but just soulful in terms of like the instruments that they sample and the beats and some of the vocals it just has a lot of soul to it and i think that's missing and it's it's very refreshing to have that here and um true to his namesake this is the most uh, lyrically substantial album of all the ones that i listened to so far this year um, a lot of very topics, grown man topics. I should say grown person topics. <laughs> I, I I don't mean to be... Don't leave you know, people out. That's right. No gender specificity here. Um, <laughs> no, this is a very good album. Very good album. I would highly recommend it to people. Uh, Substantial is, is dope. You know, he was on Mellow Music at one time. Now he's on uh, Hip Not Records. Yeah, I definitely would say check this out. It's very good. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I, I, I feel that being a strong uh, recommendation. It uh, is. Okay, okay. We want to move on to the second one, which was the, the Korea Koreatown Oddity, uh, Finna Be Past Tense, released on January 13th. 
Um, I checked this out. I believe this brother is from uh, Southern California. He's from Koreatown, L.A. There you go. Southern California. Um, (laughs) And and, and I guess my thoughts on it was that there were some odd sounds and and, and vocal um, effects on it. And it really had me looking around the room, wondering if somebody (laughs) was there with me, you know, screeching noises and all this other stuff. Uh, Him rhyming about the beginning of time and dinosaurs and all of that. And I was like, whoa, this is a little different. He's definitely out of left field. For sure. Uh, I mean, he raps in a wolf mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw a picture of him in a wolf mask popping, I think, a tape into a boombox or something. Yes. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. But I really liked the flow. I think it was a great flow amongst this al- along this album. And uh, very wordy, like meaty bars. Um, mm. Definitely meaty bars. Meaty bars. <laughs> Definitely a good listen. Uh, follow the beat, rode the beat. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, I already mentioned the unique sound effects and, you know, a lot of vocal samples as well, but it worked. It definitely worked. Uh, the highlights from the album were tracks uh, Yesterday's News, Mood of the Grind, which um, first appeared on uh, Peter Butter Wolf's uh, mixtape for the 20th anniversary Stone's Throw. I was listening to it and I was like, where did I hear this song before? And I remembered that I had heard it from that uh, mixtape for the 20th anniversary okay. of Stone's Throw. Um, and then also the track, A Break from the Drama of Life. It has a long name, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Some great, fun songs. It's a fun album, and, and I enjoyed it. Um, I do wonder on one track, uh, Don't Say Two or One, why did Black Moses have to ruin it? He seemed a little out of place on it, like he almost didn't know what he was doing. Uh, it was a nice, slow slow uh, bump and track and I don't know what he was doing but anyway I definitely recommend uh, listening to this album alright I'm a fan of his for sure I think my favorite track of his is called President's Rap check it out on YouTube it's funny it's just some funny shit but I mean he's rapping about the presidents (laughs) over you know a very 80s like slow jam groove and uh it's very Doom-esque, I would say. Okay. But yeah, I fuck with it. Okay. Uh, next up, Prodigy with the Hegelian Dialectic. Wow. Hegelian Dialectic, released yeah. on January 20th. Of course, Prodigy from Queensbridge, Hempstead, Duel. Mob Deep. Residency, of course, from Mob Deep. The legendary Mob Deep. The infamous Mob Deep. His flow is very different from the Mob Deep days and definitely different from the G-Unit days on this album. I mean, I know he uh, he's definitely rapping slower these days, more of a conversational flow. And um, I don't know how I feel about it. It, it. it caught me off guard throughout the album. The other thing that caught me off guard was the fact that there really wasn't a whole lot of gun talk, which uh, kind of steers away from his usual um, range of topics. There was that, and then uh, the music selection's a little different than what an alchemist or Havoc would provide for him. You know, not the uh, typical Mob Deep or typical Prodigy, prod, uh, prodigy excuse me. And uh, I, it's, it's, it's different. It's definitely different. It's definitely um, a slow bumping album and um 
I, I I'm I'm in the middle on how I feel about this one. Okay. But uh, I'll let you judge for yourself. As far as the highlights, I would say the good fight, broken rappers, and no religion, which uses the Jay Z sample from uh, Dear Summer, which. You know, uh, I guess that uh, throws up the white flag between the two of them. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I think they squashed that years ago. Yeah, yeah. He also used the uh, uh, ghost face sample. Uh, Rev ain't right. Um, oh. Yeah. I forget what song that's from, but used that too. But I wished he repeated using the ghost face sample. I only used it one time in the song, whereas he used the Jay-Z Samples part of the hook repeatedly. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's basically my thoughts on that. My next uh, listen on our list was uh, Mozzie from the Sacramento, California area. Uh, this was uh, Fake Famous released on January 27th. It is um, definitely a Northern California sound for sure. You know, you, you feel it from the jump. And um, there's a great intro on this album, uh, People's Plan, where uh, he's just speaking about uh, the hood and exactly what the plan is, along with some other references to his life. You know, it's a good intro for the album. I uh, felt that it sounded, you know, like I said, a, a typical Northern California sound where you're just bumping your head and, and you're really feeling that it's going after a, a, a party vibe. Um, but at the same token, it's it's not a happy album <laughs> by any means. It's a it's a it's 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 um it's it's a street album, and it's 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 a it's a sad street album. Hmm. Um, but it does have some fairly uh, mid tempo beats, so you feel like you're partying at certain moments. Uh, there's definitely a lot of features. Found Jada Kiss on there, Davies, Trade the Truth. Uh, another rapper, E. Mozzie, don't get confused. Huh. And uh, yeah, you also find, um, I think, Filthy Rich is on there as well. So um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, features on this album. I think that if you're definitely into some uh, some good street rap, party rap, um, you probably want to check this album out. So you said it's more of like a sad street album. Would you say it was just more honest? than what you would expect it felt honest it's just that you know it wasn't your typical yeah i got all the girls yeah i got all the cars yeah. it was sad uh this is what i'm living this is the reality of where we are and also a mean grimacing type of yeah you know don't test me type right. of album as well you know it okay. definitely reflects a uh a hardened lifestyle um so yeah, I mean, it paints a picture of Sacramento that uh, I guess he wants to paint. Moving on. So, a lot of publicity behind this album. Uh, Migos Culture also came out on January 27th. And, um, you know, the uh, huge monster hit Bad and Bougie is on there, yeah. along with many other tracks. Now, um, of course, the Migos originate from Atlanta. It had a good intro on it from uh, DJ Khaled, uh, Culture, also the name of the album, which uh, set the stage for it and really got you pumped up. But then um, there, there really didn't seem to be a whole lot of song separation. To um, kind of clue you in on my thought process, um, when I listen to an album, I listen for lyrics, I listen for flow, and I listen for melody and song separation. Like, 
this song definitely doesn't sound like uh, track one or track three doesn't sound like track 10 like you could definitely say after a couple of listens this is you know an album full of different songs and i didn't feel that way i felt like it was a soundtrack for magic city i mean it was like it, it sounded as if they were really just trying to get some uh some stripper pole joints and um i feel like uh listening to them overall not just this album like there's some some things that they really want to touch on but they're just holding themselves back like hmm. they 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 sound like they want to tell some tales of the streets and just go in but we get a lot of analogies of uh a lot of references i should say of women chewing molly and uh you know all these other things and i'm just kind of like wow and i was actually sitting there waiting for the guest appearances from uh two chains and gucci man and you know it, it i don't know um, I, 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 I feel there's a lot of potential from them, but I'm just not hearing it. But there were highlights uh, from that album. The Gucci verse on Slippery, uh, the album intro with Khaled, and then, of course, the 2 Chains verse. Um, I got to double check what track that was. But uh, uh, then uh, moving on, I got I Am Soothe, Boss Up, uh, released on uh, February 3rd. Uh, he is from the Bay Area as well, Richmond, California. This uh, was a short album, about 25 minutes long. Definitely a Bay Area sound, and you wanted to party here in this album. Uh, okay. It's a little bit, little bit lighter as far as uh, subject matter, and um, it's something that you know it's you really want to get out on the dance floor with this. So I felt good listening to it, you know, nice, quick, bumping beats, you know, just really getting there. It knocks. It's something that um, I want to listen to again. Some strong lyrics. He can rap. Um, vast amount of thoughts and a consistent mix of beats. You know, the beats don't sound like the last one. Um, the highlights for me was the E-40 featured track Boss Up, um, By My Side, and Stop Signs. Um, so also on February 3rd, we have big sean with i decided i'm not a huge fan of big sean you've mentioned that i have mentioned that on the show before and that still holds true <laughs> like i compare big sean to fabulous or fabulous um which sidebar why did he change the u to an o like i don't get the purpose of that like but anyway <laughs> so <laughs> like just why you know, it's, it's. I don't know. You're gonna have to yeah. ask. Him. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him tomorrow when I see him at yoga. Okay. So my issue with Big Sean, well, there's a couple issues, but one is that I, I feel like he raps off beat most of the time. Like he's really rushing his rhymes in in total disregard of the beat. Sometimes he raps like he doesn't want to be there. Like he just kind of uh, and that's his flow. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. <laughs> I'm I'm just not a fan of that nonchalant flow. It's not my thing. Um there are a couple of highlights. You know, of course there's the No Favors with Eminem, the track Halfway Off the Balcony, which is cool. And then he does his, you know, somewhat inspirational tracks and those are okay. But overall I decided I just felt it was kind of it's kind of bland. You decided um, I decided it was bland? That's, yes. <laughs> exactly. So next, we have uh, Lupe Fiasco with Drogas Light. Uh, that came out February 10th. 
from what I understand, this is just kind of a an album of leftovers. Lupe Fiasco has announced his retirement and his unretirement and his retirement again and yada yada yada. He just needs to stay off his social media. I, don't, you know, <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. This album is it's a disappointment coming off of Tetsuo, Tetsuo and Youth, which came out a couple years ago, which was one of the most lyrically dense and complex albums I've ever heard, honestly. Like, there's references now that I still haven't caught yet. This album definitely doesn't have that. Like, with Lupe, like, I can't tell whether he's doing satire or he's trying to sound like everyone, like, like what's on the radio, you know? Like, like I feel like a, a lot of his songs are maybe parodies of popular songs, but it's like, where's that line between parody and conformity. I really think that that is influenced by his cadence, which I've never liked. Okay. <laughs> I, I it, it doesn't draw me to him. He doesn't feel lively to me, hmm. you know? And I just have never really been much of a fan, even though I know he raps uh, well and he raps, yeah. you know, topics, varied topics, which is what I like, but i just never excited about listening to him but yeah it is what it is uh, yeah his cadence just throws me off yeah this album feels a bit uh schizophrenic to me there's a song that sounds just like a future record there's a song called kill which probably has the most ear-pleasing beat it basically has ty dollar sign kind of humming the melody from uh mob deep's temperature rising which was a sample of uh patrice russian but like Lupe is barely on that song and it's like seven minutes and it's like, yeah, this has a nice beat, but where's Lupe? And um, and yeah, like towards the end of the album, there's a bunch of songs that sound extremely pop like, like top 40 pop, not like rap pop. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like Lasers, um, the album that the much maligned uh, Lupe Fiasco album. And, and so, yeah, it's hard for me to recommend this one. You know, there's a couple decent songs, but overall, like, I won't be going back to it. But hopefully, whatever he comes out with next is more like Tetsuo in youth uh, and less like Lasers. Well, if you are who you say you are. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next we have uh, Quelle Chris, uh, Being You Is Great. I wish I could be you more often, which also came out on February 10th. I'm a huge fan of Quelle Chris. His his music is it kind of reminds me of of Doom a little bit in terms of like the samples that he uses, and he has a very like slick sense of humor, which I feel like is missing in rap. You don't hear a lot of that. Mm, yeah, definitely is. And, and he has a very down-to-earth subject matter. Um, this album here and there touches on topics of like self-love and self-acceptance, which is important. But no, I like this album a lot. It's a track, Popeye, which has a uh, which was produced by Mind Design of Stone's Throw, and um, it just has a really like dreamy beat. Yeah, but otherwise, as far as production, um, Quelle Chris did most of the album. Um, his partner Chris Keys did like three tracks. Alchemist did one. Um, you got guest verses from um, Homeboy Sandman is on here. Rock Marciano is on here. 
And um, if you like any of his previous albums, you'll like this one. It doesn't stray too far from his formula. A lot of heady raps and some unorthodox sounding beats. Um, and oh, Jean Grey is on The Prestige. Yes! Jean Grey is always a highlight. Like, you can never have too much Jean Grey ever. So no, you can't, you can't. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I like that album a lot. That's recommended. Um, and the next, February 17th, we have Remy Ma and Fat Joe. Plata o plomo. All the way up. All the way up. So what struck me about this album is it just, it reminds me of a late 2000s New York album in that it's very formulaic. So it's it's front loaded with like the strongest, like the hard, most the hardest tracks. So like you have, it, it starts with Warning, which is kind of has a dancehall flavor and a Rihanna sound alike. But it's cool <laughs> though. Like like it's it's a nice hard New York track. It like um it's cool. And then uh, the track Swear to God, which kind of sounds like something that would could have been on the uh, second Terror Squad album with one with Lean Back, which again that's not. That's a compliment. That was actually a solid album. And then you have the track Spaghetti, which I think is one of the best highlights on the album. Um, Remy Ma has a very dope verse, and it has a, a really catchy hook by Remy Ma. One thing that struck out uh, on this song is that Remy Ma has a line about, you know, she loves her gats, she loves her guns. And it's like, you just got out of jail. You were in jail for seven years. For, for shooting no girl, like you got like, no remorse, man. <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta chill. You gotta chill. Don't, don't do that. Even if you do love your gun, maybe this is one time where you should not be that honest on record. Mm. You know, I don't know. And that song also has some maybe subliminal disses. We're, we're recording this, I guess, a day after she dropped the uh, Sheather uh, diss track towards Nicki Minaj, which is. Very non-subliminal. It's extremely explicit. <laughs> extremely <explicit>. forward speaking. <laughs> yeah, and and so there's some disses on here that are kind of subliminal, but I guess we know who they're directed towards now. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and then of course you have all the way up, which is it masterfully balances like modern with like 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 it still sounds very New York in a way. It does. It yeah. does. And it, so the horns make me think about something that showbiz would produce. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I feel you. <laughs> so they get points for that. But then after those songs, it kind of delves into some more like formulas. It's like, okay, let's do two trap songs now. So there's a track, um, How Can I Forget, aka How Can I Forget, which is just a little too trappish. And then they have like, the prerequisite uh, R&B tracks, which I mean R&B when it's done well in rap, I, I don't mind it. But on these songs, it just sounds it sounds like boilerplate. It sounds like they had this hardcore album that they wanted to make, and they're like, oh wait, 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 no, 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 we need we need some songs for the ladies, or we need some <laughs> some club records, and I don't know. It, it it brings the album down a bit to me. But speaking of R&B tracks, they have a track. The last track is called Dreamin', features Stephanie Mills in a rare rap yeah. appearance. Yeah. And this is actually a good song. I actually like it. They're, they're talking about some 
real things they're not posturing and um that one is cool so overall the album is a mixed bag i think it could have been better if they stayed away from the more formulaic stuff but it's it's hit and miss so that was that was uh silver or lead by remy ma and fat joe oh you're translating that's right what that's else can right. you translate um well i can try to translate future it's not easy though oh my god <laughs> um so future had the uh self-titled future that came out on february 17th overall this album a lot of it sounds the same it's very heavy with the 808s and lawn sprinkler sound and it, it's it's not a headphone album it's something i feel like you have to listen to this in a club and or sipping on codeine it has a very specific feel and i feel like it's just not meant for every listening condition there's a few standouts on the album and i, I do like that it has no features it's just future i feel like future is a dude who maybe just goes into a zone and just records which i kind of respect that and we'll get to some more future later but of the two albums that he released in february this is not the one i would recommend but moving forward we have jadena aka bird of bird and the midnight falcons what <laughs> so i take it you've never seen the five heartbeats oh god <laughs> yes i have okay okay so and for all, <laughs> for all of those out there who haven't seen the five heartbeats it's on netflix now go home and watch it it's it's a great movie it's a it's a black classic but um yeah if you watch that movie you'll immediately know what i'm talking about anyway jadena so i don't know if this is his fault or not maybe they just have similar voices but there were a lot of times where i felt like i was listening to drake what it was you yeah. too <laughs> yeah 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 so like, i thought it was just me yeah no 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 definitely not and he um, did a soak inspired track too yes <laughs> and that's called a little bit more which but, but i enjoyed the album i enjoyed where he was going but too close yeah yeah you're too close man <laughs> um but yeah a little bit more definitely sounds very similar to one dance or a controller and then there's a track the let out where he kind of raps like drake Overall, yeah and the 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 the, the chance like you know like drake does <laughs> you know yeah 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 <laughs> well too close so and, and could i just interject yes, on that one please please when i heard um long live the chief and then hearing an interview uh, a little bit after that, I was thinking that the album was gonna be going in a totally different direction. A black militant album throughout. Mm. Now, you, you already heard me talk about how I'm big on varied topics. And and it was it was somewhat varied, but I I guess I was led to believe that it was gonna follow Long Live the Cheap, like similar to that, but for the most part i don't really feel that it was no so i think along those lines the album does have some good overall messages but i feel like he doesn't expound on them enough there's a track some kind of way where he's basically talking about 
you know, embracing individuality and saying, you know, no matter what you're going to do, someone's going to feel some kind of way about it. But just be you. But he doesn't he doesn't go into it too much, like beyond the hook and a, and a couple of words here and there. And musically, it reminded me of a Baja Man song. So I wasn't mm. feeling that. Mm. And then there's a song, uh, Trampoline. Which I think has one of the album's better beats, and he's saying just because she bounces on bounces like a trampoline, she's not a tramp. Which overall, I appreciate what he's trying to say <laughs> it's there. Clever. Yeah, well, I guess. <laughs> but I appreciate the message he's trying to send about women, and you know, just because a woman acknowledges her sexuality doesn't mean you know she's a slut or whatever. And I think that needs to be said. I wish more rappers would say things like that. But again, he didn't expound on it too much beyond the hook. So yeah. there was that. And then I think the best song on here is the track uh, Bambi, which kind of has a, I mean, I mean, he's singing, he's singing that one, but it's unique. And I think it, it's very melodic. Maybe if he had more of that kind of stuff, it would be a stronger album. And I do like the song called White Nigga which is basically a story rhyme in the same vein of the movie White Man's Burden. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that movie with John Travolta and... Harry Belafonte. Uh, yeah, exactly. And we're talking about white people. Like, what if white people were, like, the quote-unquote niggas of the world? And it's kind of interesting. I wish there was more like that, where... Like, I like that he has a unique image and a unique perspective, I just wish he leaned into it a bit more. Right. And um, musically, lyrically, overall, not feeling it that much. But I think there's potential. Okay. I'll say that. Okay. I see potential, too. I, I definitely see that he can go some places uh, with his flow, and he can rhyme, definitely. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens after, you know? Yeah. So that was Bird. Yeah. Uh, Bird and the Midnight Falcons. Okay. <laughs> so next up, we have uh, John Wayne, Rap Album 2, which came out on February 17th. Yeah. What do you think about this one? I thought it was dope. I mean, mm. it at first it hit me like, I don't know if it was the intro, the second song or whatever, but I, I was thinking to myself like, oh, I don't know if I'm like, going to really feel this, but yeah. it picked up. It, does. it really picked up. It was a dope album. Uh, John Wayne, he can flow. The music on there is great. Definitely different. Where's he from? Uh, I want to say he's from California. Okay. Um, so, I mean, definitely some great flow. Um, my uh, highlighted uh, songs were Human Conditions, uh, mm -hmm. Papers, and uh, Afraid of Us. I liked Rainbows as well. There was an interesting transition towards the end of it. But he's got some great thoughts and a great flow. And he just, he jumps around as far as um, things that he's thinking about. And it's it's definitely an album that um, I feel like you're, you're just going into your inner thoughts with this one. And um, I like what he's doing. Um, I know I was put onto him a few years ago and I kind of just forgot about what he was doing. And, you know, with Rap Album 2, I know that um, he's, he's been building on uh, the hype that was around him um, uh, a few years back. 
because I kind of missed the boat. But uh, I enjoyed this album. I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely will be listening to it a few more times. I I think that um, you know listening to him flow and listening to him ride the beat is 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 definitely um, fun. You know, it's refreshing, uh, especially with some other people who are kind of stuck in their own ways. So I, I, I definitely enjoyed this album. Okay. You know, I don't know if he does a whole lot of collabos, uh, per se, but um, if he does some, I'll definitely be able to listen to those as well. So, yeah, I enjoyed uh, Rap Album. Uh, rap Album, too. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, an underground rap album from, like, 15 years ago yeah yeah you know, you know what i mean yeah but it still it still feels updated though yeah yeah that's not necessarily uh to its detriment yeah it's just something i noticed in like the texture of the beats and the way he raps as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely on to something here. and so on to another uh rapper slash producer is rock marciano with rosebud's revenge which um came out uh, the 17th as well. So I mentioned in a previous episode that his album Reloaded is one of my favorites, absolute favorites of the past five years. And Rosebud's Revenge really continues that sound. You know, there's a lot of raw, repetitive loops and a lot of smooth pimp shit talk. <laughs> like, it, it kind of reminds me of um, Stroke of Death on Supreme Clientele. Like, it's just like a loop, a loop, not a loop. <laughs> a loop. You making words? Yeah, I, I am. Shout out to Humpty Hump. Um, but yeah, like it's a lot of that. A lot of where he'll just he'll just find some weird section of a record and just loop it. Which, I mean, depending on how you feel, you might like that or you might hate it. I, I love it personally. And I, this is an album that I look forward to listening to a lot more. It's it's really dope. There's some really again really like way out there sample sources and I, I appreciate that and Rock Marciano was always good for like one-liners and really interesting uh, like metaphors standouts there was a track uh, Burkina Faso which has just a super hypnotic loop on it and that was produced by the arch druids who he's worked with before I just I recommend this one it's really dope if, if you like Raw rap, somewhat weird in terms of the production, you'll, you'll dig it. And then we have Odyssey, The Iceberg, which came out on February 24th. Just We've, the other day. Just two days ago, mm-hmm. as of this recording. We talked about Odyssey on the show. So, I don't know, I think this album is, I say it's very strong musically. It reminds me more of people hear what they see, his, which was his quote-unquote first solo album from right. 2012. Right. It reminds me more of that than the stuff he's done since, which I like. I mean, I like that album a lot. I would say there's maybe nothing that is quite as great as That's Love from The Good Fight, yeah. but I think overall the album is very strong. Maybe it has a more of an R&B slant than his recent work. But I felt that I, I yeah. felt I felt some of that and, and, and I felt I I guess I am wondering where is he going to go in the range of topics okay. if he's gonna uh, uh, draw from the same well and and don't get me wrong it, it's musically it is very uh, pleasing to listen to everything that he's doing as far as his, 
his flow, uh, uh, his music choices, everything, a complete package. Um, but I guess upon first listen, I was just thinking about the topics and I was, I was weighing it against the good fight and okay. thinking about um, what the comparison is. And, you know, upon first listen, I started to think about uh, how similar everything was so i guess uh when i was comparing it against that example i was just kind of like maybe it doesn't stand out so much but um what were your thoughts i mean yeah the subject matter i feel like it's about the same as the rest of his albums which i guess could be good or bad because he's put out a lot of music in the past five years yeah he's been a workhorse yeah absolutely and so i guess after a while that could get monotonous if you don't expand your uh, your topics. But again, overall, I think this is a good album and I'll definitely be listening to it more. Yeah. But, but how do, I guess, how do you feel it compares to his other work? Uh, well, I love The Good Fight. I mean, yeah. I ran that into the dirt the amount of times that I listened to it and I love uh, people here what they can't see um, a lot. What they see. What they see. Yeah. <laughs> what they see. <laughs> I love that a lot as well. Yeah. So um, I think I'll have to give it another listen um, yeah. to really to really grasp the separation of songs. But um, my mind was kind of just stuck on that comparison, and it kind of was just like, okay, well, how's he going to separate from that? So I, I definitely have to give it another listen. But upon first listen, that was my fault. Okay. So then finally, also released on February 24th, is uh, Hendrix by Future. This was these, his second album in two weeks. Um, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's funny because I listened to, you know, the self-titled joint first, and I thought, oh, here we go again. But this album is a lot different than the self-titled. It, it has more singing on it. And I think almost every song is about women. But... The beats and the production is more interesting overall, I would say, than Future. There's a lot of, production-wise, there's a lot of standouts. You know, Future, no matter what, he's not the most lyrically proficient, but if you listen to the Future, I doubt you're listening for words and, and concepts. So it's more so about the vibe and the feeling. And I think in that regard, Hendrix is actually, it, it's, it's good. It provides a lot of vibe and a lot of, a lot of feeling. Um, it's, it's an album, I would say, whereas Future is more of a quote-unquote turn-up kind of album, as the kids would like to say. <laughs> um, Hendrix is more of like when you're driving at night, maybe after you leave the club and you're reflecting on how much you drank or how many phone numbers you didn't get or whatever, whatever people reflect on when they leave the club. I feel like this is more suited for that. One particular standout is a track called Looking Exotic, which just has a dope beat, straight right. up. Musically, it's just more interesting. It, it has more varied influences and it doesn't necessarily all sound like 808s and lawn sprinklers there's some variation here which is which is cool yeah you know you know what i'm talking about um and um and so again like future uh this album doesn't it has very few guest appearances the only guests are the dream not the dream um weekend the weekend and rihanna are like the only guests 
So he doesn't rap with anybody. And okay. I don't know. I, I appreciate that. Okay. So, okay. so overall, you know, I would say this is an album that I guess kind of like what you said about was it Migos. It's more of a background album. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's but yeah, I mean, it's got some it's got some good production. That's like the best I can say about it. Um, I probably will listen to it again, but it kind of has to be in a particular setting. It's not it's not going to be an everyday album for me. Whereas something like uh, Rock Marciano or Quelle Chris or Substantial or Odyssey would be. In every day? In, in every day, you know, listen, this is like, I have to be at a certain place, in a certain state of mind. But I think for that mind state, uh, Hendrix gets the job done. All right. All yeah. Right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that concludes episode seven, um, the rap albums that have been released thus far in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously, we want to know what you think about the albums we listed. Please email us, uh, onoloops at gmail.com or discuss via the hashtag onoloops on Twitter. And we are on Twitter at Old Dirty Plaster, O L D I R T Y P A P L A S T E R. Get it right, get it right. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter as Urkel Modi, U R K E L M O E D E. Nice. And we're on Facebook as Ono Loops. And again, we're on YouTube too. Just do a search for Ono Loops and yep. be on the lookout for some rap video goodies. Yeah, and a couple other things. Of course, we are on uh, Instagram as well. Um, oh no, loops uh, underscore podcast. And then we are trying to get some information, some participation from you. Uh, we're uh, working on an episode where we're discussing the future of hip hop, and we want to know what you think. We would like for you, if you could to uh, let us know what you think either via the hashtag as that we just mentioned or sending a voice note or email to the email address ownnoloops at gmail.com uh, what do you think about the future of hip hop what is where's the sound going to go who will be the big um, players within the next few years and uh, do you think that uh, there'll be an expansion of topics within uh, popular hip hop, or will it just stay the same? Uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, we really are curious, and uh, maybe we will uh, read some of these emails or uh, tweets or uh, play some of these uh, voice notes that you send us on the uh, future episode around this. All right. And so I think that concludes this episode for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would uh, throw out there a uh, uh, own those bars, hashtag own those bars to John Wayne for um, human condition. Um, he definitely killed it on that. And um, I guess parting words, um, notes for life. Um, if, uh, if ever you're using a canister vacuum, make sure to empty it because there might be stuff growing in there. No, wait, is there a story behind this? Um, no stories. <laughs> At least I don't think so. Okay. All right. All right. And so I'm Marcus. I'm Gene. And that was On No Loops. Thank you and join us next time. All Peace. right. Peace.